That intro never gets old. Welcome, everybody, to this week's new episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and as you can see, we have an outstanding panel. We got breaking news. We got new Redfall gameplay, and we're also going to be talking about, of course, ABK, because Sony has been uh, allotted an additional time span that moves into March for them to come up with all the documentation that Xbox is asking for regarding their third and first party marketing deals that they have, uh, you know, how they have kept content off of Xbox. And I think that it is incredibly relevant to the conversation because, listen, folks, we don't have to say it, but we're going to say it again. There is a reason why uh, Xbox is in third place. There is a reason why Sony is in first place. And we're going to break all that down. But the breaking news, folks, is uh, coming up from uh, none other than post up on Twitter. And the guy just never misses and continues to hit and hit and hit. And his on-base average is ridiculous. He just posted some incredible news regarding the ABK deal and who has come forth to not only back it, but speak up for it. We will get into that momentarily. But of course, let's get into the introductions and we will get into the topics why you're here. So strap in, folks, for the next 90 plus minutes. You're going to be entertained and it's going to be Xbox all day long. Skullsy TV, welcome back, brother. It seems as if the golden key that you have been given to the kingdom, you're using it on a regular basis. Thank you for joining us once again. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Always a good time to be here. Uh, lots of exciting stuff today, especially something that came out right before the show started, almost as if it was meant to be. Yes. <laughs> so thanks again. Hopefully everyone enjoys the show. And uh, thank you to the panel as well for taking the time to be here. Yeah, brother, I definitely appreciate you taking your time to be here as well because you're super busy on your own channel. But we're going to get into that on the outro aspect of where they can subscribe to Skullsy TV. But I want to welcome back Crazy Lou Gaming from the Xbox International Podcast. He's back from his honeymoon, which we heard behind the scenes was amazing. Crazy Lou, how the heck are you, brother? Welcome back. Man, I'm happy, happy, super happy to join you guys this week, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, it's been a crazy two weeks, lots of crazy good stuff going on, man. But hey, I'm happy to be back. Join you guys, and let's get into this. Oh, you must be going through some podcast withdrawals, bro, because when I don't podcast, I'm, I'm tapping the vein. How, how, how did you handle it? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was I was going insane. I mean, I was like, I got to get on. I got to get on to talk. I mean, I was scratching my head. I was like, man, I can't wait to get on. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, I was missing it really bad. I was. Missing well, it. We're, we're glad to have you back here, brother. And we're going to get into it because obviously uh, we got some new Redfall. And I, I tell you, folks, I. I every time I see Redfall, I am even more impressed. I don't know about you folks, but you know me. If you follow the channel for a long time, I'm a huge fan of the uh, of the Far Cry series for Ubisoft. I've been a fan since the OG one, and then when they made that change for Far Cry Two, I never looked back. Uh, and the more that you see of Redfall, you can see the DNA of that kind of mechanic of open world. You know, lots of things to do, uh, you know, taking down bosses in in specific regions or areas of the map to unlock. It's it is. I think that we are on the cusp of not only a major, major first party release come May, but I think that this is going to be one of the first salvos that are going to get people, gamers of every ilk 
that are not a part of the Xbox ecosystem are going to look at this game. They're going to see how much fun people are having, and they're going to say, I got to get an Xbox because this looks awesome. Uh, but listen, Web Dave, how you doing, brother? Welcome back. And, you know, episode two happened for the Gamers Console uh, uh, Council yep. podcast this Sunday with Retri. How did that go? And uh, welcome back, dude. Well, really good. And it was good seeing you in the chat. We appreciate you showing up, sir. Thank you so much. Always of good course. to have the support of, uh, of the community. Uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we're still a little rough around the edges, but we're getting there. We're starting to get our uh, our feet under us, as it were. We're trying to get things moving forward. But it, it was great. I can hardly wait for to show topics today. So glad uh, Scalzi's here. And, of course, my favorite, Fuzzy. Fuzzy Belvedere. Mr. Racer himself is here and uh, fuzzy speaking of the devil uh, welcome back brother you 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 were you were pretty salty this morning with your tweet about what is what what are people going to complain about xbox next and that? you're not wrong i'll say you that because it seems like the xbox hit parade uh has been brought forth once again and i i, I don't necessarily know what more microsoft or specifically xbox needs to do to allow for their uh, their platform to rub elbows with the likes of the Nintendos of the world and, of course, uh, market leader PlayStation. I mean, all they have been doing is delivering, especially, and I get it, folks, I, I, I've given them the smoke and I, I will continue to do it until they release first-party games on a regular basis, but we know the roadmap. We know mm -hmm. that this year is going to be huge for it. The first big one came the way of a surprise with Hi-Fi Rush still one of the biggest surprises of 2023. May is a couple of months away, and we'll be getting Redfall. And then, of course, hopefully in March, we'll get some information on when uh, we're going to get the uh, you know the Starfield event. I, I just think it looks it looks really good for Xbox gamers, but somehow fuzzy EDS <laughs> seems to do what they do best and kick them in the ribs when they're down. How the heck Ooh. are you, brother? I'm I'm doing great, and I'm, I've been trying to think of ways that Microsoft can kind of counter some of this and just kind of lean into some of the, uh, the ridiculousness that the, the gaming media puts out there sometimes like, you know, all for like a, a special edition series S that has like a, a skin skin or covering that looks like a potato or, you know, <laughs> maybe a, a Duracell edition uh, controller or something. I don't know, but it, it would how, how about, uh, how about a, uh, Xbox has no games. Uh, why, why did you buy the system hang, you know, like sign hanging from your Series X or your S, you know, in a skin? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it without fail, the media finds a way to, you know, cherry pick the, the things that will get them the most clicks for advertising dollars as opposed to focusing on the fun of gaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually <laughs> but, waiting for... Um, and again, obviously, uh, you, we, we, you know, we're not talking about it today because we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But Atomic Heart, the reviews are in. Uh, it's mm -hmm. sitting at about an eighty and change. Uh, I've I've seen uh, Skill Ups review. I saw mm -hmm. ACG's review. I saw Xbox Errors review. Mm -hmm. Liked all three of them. Uh, very much looking forward to the game. Obviously, that was a big, big controversy over the weekend. I normally don't like to tip my toe into the political pandering one way or the other because i'm here for games but mm -hmm. i had to uh respond to the uh uh creator or the lead producer of metal hellslinger who basically did something that i was ashamed that he did and that he set the dogs of war 
on the studio making that game when you know we know that they are in a different region they are 700 plus miles away from mm-hmm. russia and i'm not talking about the black sea border like someone sent me a dm hey boom it's technically you know 283.7 because it's, it's the border of the black listen it is what it is they're not in russia it's a shame that we can't just enjoy the game for the game uh, it's a shame to see a, f- a fellow developer attack a bunch of other developers who are in a very, very unique and very serious situation. Now, Scolzi, you had not made mention of it uh, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about it uh, on if they were to speak out against the current government, uh, their, their families could be murdered. Their entire generation could be wiped out. And if you are a developer... Uh, you're afraid of that. Uh, I would be afraid of that. And, uh, to, you know, again, you know, I, I don't know what people want them to do, uh, you know, for, 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 you know, to, to justify their political grandstanding, but it's gross. Yeah. No, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, no one looks at like any developer that's in the U S when you don't necessarily agree with our government standpoints on mm-hmm. certain things. It's not like people go and attack, you know, developers here, just because you make the game in the country doesn't necessarily mean that you're 100 percent you know in favor of everything your government does but that's a whole nother story for another day you know actually we're gonna we're gonna specifically tackle that tomorrow well we're gonna we're gonna get into the game of course because that's what we're here for we're here to talk about Mm -hmm. games we're gonna get into the reviews which we're gonna be more will be posted tomorrow and then we're gonna get into a little bit of of what was actually said my response uh infinite umbra had a response as well Several people in the community actually responded to the developer of Metal Hellslinger, which, of course, was, uh, uh, you know, uh, on on uh, you know day one on Xbox Game Pass. Great, fantastic game. Uh, but at the at the end of the day, I was very, very disappointed with uh, with the producer of that game, because, like I said, you're, you're a fellow developer. Uh, sometimes it's better just not to say anything. Uh, if you if you don't have nothing nice to say, I mean that's a, I was taught that at a, at a young age. Some people don't get it, but let's get into the breaking news, folks. Uh, and I think this is incredibly relevant. It was not a part of today's show, so I pulled a topic that's not has not been listed. It was a an opening salvo topic that wasn't that big of a deal. This is a big deal. Now, post up. You don't know who he is. You should be following this dude. Uh, he is. Someone, A, that I talk to behind the scenes uh, in DMs. Uh, He is a good dude. He is extremely talented in finding this information regarding ABK. And what he posted today, folks, is not only relevant, but it is one of those situations that will tell places like the CMA, like the EU Commission, that it's more than just Call of Duty. I, I, I've said this in probably 10, 15, 20, maybe even 100 podcasts. One of the things that annoys me as a human being is gamers who do not put or equate the human element into game making. We all forget, and I say we all, because we all want what we want when we want it, but some people are pretty gross when it comes to that. And we see it more times than not, and we forget that actual human beings, like the people sitting in front of you today, right now, make games. 
That's their job. That's how they pay the rent. That's how they buy their cream cheese and eggs, right? And sometimes people don't care. People don't want to hear it. I don't care. I don't care if they're working 14 hours. I just want my new call of duty. F them. Well, you know what? If you're that kind of person, then you're an a-hole. I'll tell you that right now. Well, why are we talking about this? Why is this breaking news relevant? Well, I'm going to tell you why. The uni, the uni, UNI Global Union has just officially backed the ABK deal and have sent a letter to the CMA and to the EU Commission, folks. And if you're not, if you're wondering, well, boom, I'm, I don't have the information in front of me. Who is the UNI Global Union? Well, I'll be more than happy to read you uh, the breakdown of who they actually are. They are a global union federation for the skills and service sectors, gathering national and regional trade unions in 150 countries around the world. And they are currently representing 20 plus million workers. Well, folks, they're in favor of, the, of this deal. And here is the post from the head of that union. And it says this, folks, we know that the commission is focusing on the effect of this deal, of, of the effect the, of this deal will have on consumers, but it cannot ignore the role that this deal will have in making the video game labor market fairer for workers. Now, this comes the way of General Secretary of UNI Global Union, Christy Hoffman. And she continues, this is an industry where workers are crushed by excessive hours and low pay while facing sexual harassment and discrimination. It is an industry that needs an expansion of worker protections and Microsoft's commitment to labor rights will help make that happen. Now, obviously, because this is breaking news, this is not in the show notes for you to go, uh, you know, click on it. But it will be momentarily because I think this is a, a incredibly relevant conversation that needs to ha be had. Uh, I'm going to go first to off special guest Skullsy TV. Skullsy, this, the, you know, we've seen the uh, worker unions here in the United States come forth and say, yeah, this is this 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 deal has to go. Uh, be put through because obviously the, the the workers that make the games are are mis have been misrepresented under the watchful eye of some of leadership in uh, ABK specifically Bobby Kotek. Obviously he has uh, you know he has done his own fair share of egregious things. Uh, we know that uh, that he was aware of many of these horrible undertakings were being conducted on a regular basis and did nothing, which is why he will no longer be in charge once this deal is done. But Scalzi, I got to get your opinion on this. The UNI Global Union coming out, who has who who is uh, represented by 20 million uh, uh, service workers, most of which are in the gaming industry. They're coming out and they're saying that this this deal needs to happen because it is good for the workers. What are your thoughts on this, dude? You know, I, I actually love this because during the ongoing discussion about this whole uh, ABK buyout, one of the things I was saying, and I believe I've said it uh, previously on the show, excuse me, was that this is good for the employees because Blizzard was just 
in the news for a long time for a lot of the stuff going down over there. Just a lot of this stuff is pretty horrible too. Like you almost don't want to believe it, but it ends up actually being true. So this is great, not only for the stability of those workers there and to prevent these types of harassment and, and everything else, but at the same time, as, as much as people want to say about Xbox, negative things, whatever they want to cherry pick, uh, low hanging fruit, whatever, Xbox is good to their employees. Microsoft is good to their employees. They're one of the better tech companies to work for out there. And that's why a lot of people in the tech industry kind of want to get a job at Microsoft or similar companies. Um, and in the gaming industry, as much as I love gaming, it's, it's just it's a difficult career to have in game development it's really hard to get into uh if you get into it you're probably going to be as an intern underpaid or you're going to be part of a startup where you're, you're working for free you're going to have to grind out for that for a while and then eventually hopefully you can end up at one of these companies that you know you, you dream of working with and you can make a livable wage but even then the tech industry is one of the industries out there that is uh, susceptible to a lot of ups and downs. As we've seen recently, there are layoffs because of the economy. So even then, even if you are stable and everything's good, you're at a great company, a layoff could happen. So to have Microsoft take a major corporation like ABK, Activision Blizzard, and fold it into their umbrella to where they actually treat these employees better, they give them security, they help try to prevent harassment as much as they can, it's awesome. It's great. And that's one of the actual big reasons I want this this buyout to happen uh, is because of the employees. And one final note I have, which is an unfortunate one, is it's great that the uni is supporting um, this deal and that they're sending emails and everything else. But the main thing holding this deal up isn't because people are really worried about the monopoly as much. It's mostly because the heads of these different companies, uh, the, the EU Trade Commission and um uh, you know, everyone else, they, they just kind of want to be the company that forces Microsoft to take successions. They want to be the company that defeats big corporation into big making tech. them yeah. do something. Yeah. So it's ego driven, right? So I, I don't know how much this statement will actually help, but it does put a little bit more weight on the situation, which hopefully can bog down those egos a bit. And they can actually make a real decision here rather than trying to race to be the first person to defeat Microsoft, which defeat Microsoft. What does that even mean? If the deal is good, if it's susceptible to, if it doesn't break any laws, if, it, if it's passable by the standards of the company and these laws, it should go through. It, it shouldn't be blocked because you want to get achievement unlocked. It's, it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I mean that's a fantastic point. Uh, listen, we've we've said it before, uh, Skullsy. A lot of what is happening is political pandering. Uh, we understand that. Yes, this is a seventy billion dollar deal. Uh, every T must be crossed. Every I must be dotted. Uh, yes, I think the deal is still going through. Uh, as a matter of fact, I want to say a big shout out to uh, Hogue Law who made his way to his first podcast this weekend. If you missed it, uh, it was on Ains, uh, Ainsley Pod's uh, uh, podcast. He was there for a little bit. He wasn't on camera, obviously. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, Hogue Law uh, suffered a stroke before the, uh, before the new year. Uh, he has been fighting and recovering ever since. His wife has been posting almost daily information drops on his uh, recovering and he is doing well. He actually just got permission to walk on his own, which he is doing. Uh, we are, we, I mean, this, this, again, I saw him tweeting the other day and it warmed my heart. Uh, to hear him uh, live on the air, it's just, 
it's just fantastic that he's on his way or on, on the road to recovery. And before you know it, we're going to start seeing these. I don't know how soon we are for a seven-hour whole law podcast, but we're probably going to get them soon. And I'm very happy for that. So yeah, so so again, so just reminding it back to Scalzi TV. Uh, I I I think that uh, ultimately the way everyone can win here. Uh, and I mean everyone, Microsoft, Activision, their investors, uh, the EU, the CMA, the FTC, are concessions or remedies, as it's known in the UK. Uh, certain remedies are going to be put forth. Uh, they're, they're, as a matter of fact, tomorrow they are meeting folks uh, with the EU Commission, and it is going to be not just Microsoft, folks. It is going to be Activision. Uh, Bobby Kotek is expected to be there. Phil Spencer is expected to be there. Uh, Jim Ryan is expected to be there. Heads of EA and 2K Games, as well as Steam, uh, will be there representing and giving their opinions on how all three of those uh, uh, entities are for the deal. Uh, we have heard that NVIDIA will be there. They are not opposing the deal uh, they, though they, you know, they have some, they have some asks that are, will come the way of concessions, uh, which w- like I'm assuming that Microsoft is willing and uh, and ready and able to, uh, to you know, to sign into law or contracts through, you know, through however they're going to do that. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, that's going to be happening tomorrow. I'm not specifically sure what time, but it is going to be European time. So when we're getting up, and like tomorrow. Uh, at noon, when we're getting ready to, for the Xbox Factor podcast, we might have breaking news live on the air of what was said if it gets out. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm assuming that it will at some point. But uh, I agree with you. I, I think that yes, uh, this is incredibly important, Scolzi. I do think that it is relevant, though I don't know how relevant when you have a lot of you know what is being asked. Uh, behind the scenes for Microsoft to do in order to get this deal done. Some of the stuff we know, some of the stuff we don't know. But at the end of the day, I still think the deal is going through. I think 10 years of Call of Duty for all platforms involved is tremendous. It's it's a, never been done. You, you, you're basically telling them for a decade, we're going to make Call of Duty. And who the hell knows in seven years whether or not Call of Duty will even be relevant uh, still. I who Who knows? Nobody knows. Uh, but good stuff, Scalzi. We'll come back to you on some of the other topics. Web Dave, you're the money man of the panel. Let's get to you, brother. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> the unions across the world now. Now, obviously, yep. we have representation from the Americas. We have some representation from the EU. Uh, and now we have one that is worldwide. Uh, the U, the UNI, uh, uh, a global union, uh, represent over 20 million uh, employees. That are that, that that are under their watchful eye. How, how for you, looking at what that what does that mean for regulators around the world? Because there's somebody in the chat that says, "Well, regulators." In fact, Travis Ace in the chat says the regulators don't uh, regulators don't care about employees. I don't know about that, uh, and I and I say that because uh, it, one of the first things, Dave, if you remember when it was announced, uh, some senators. From mm-hmm. here in this country, came out and said, "Well, we can't let this deal go through because Microsoft isn't going to be good to the workers. We're, we're concerned about the workers, right? And and they're they're part of the government that oversees yep. a lot of the things that go on. So I, I I disagree with that, Travis. I mean, first of all, thanks so much for the comment and thanks for being here. But I I, I disagree. 
I think that if you do not put the human element in as a part of this conversation, Dave, you're missing your mark as a regulator. But what, what are your thoughts? Well, it's definitely, um, I mean, the union endorsing this is a positive. Um, and right now we've, we, we've talked about it and you've, you've, you've brilliantly brought up boom that the deal right now seems to be hinging on who can get the concessions first. And, and with that, they want to look good in the eyes of, of getting the deal done and they'll be able to say, you know, well, we got the deal done because of this, 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 and the unions, you know? So that's, um, that's another, I guess, you know, and not necessarily, I mean, they're supposed to prevent or work to prevent uh, monopolies and uh, to make sure that the deal is, is, uh, is fair and for everybody, but there is, and we've, and it's political, especially in the U S so, you know, that these, um, you know, elements, the, the union element is definitely uh, a political hinge. Now, is it supposed to be what's taken into account? Not necessarily, but with the endorsement of this, it actually, you know, it is, it's another feather in Microsoft's cap that they'll be able to use and to utilize to their advantage uh, because it is, it is important. Um, I haven't never personally been in a union. I know, I knew you have. Um, so, I mean, and there are benefits to, you know, some unions are absolutely amazing and great and some unions are for themselves, but that's, you know, that's just the way life is. But, uh, but I believe the gaming unions are truly trying to make a, you know, a betterment. And now that Microsoft has already accepted them and now there's already unions starting it in place in the Microsoft gaming, you know, division, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a win-win for everybody. Uh, and it's definitely a, a, a key. It's a, it's a, it's another, I guess if you, if you're like taking the scales of justice and you're putting the weights on, that is just another, another one that's tipping it in the balance of Microsoft and the deal going through. And the, 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 <laughs> if there is a, a one of these um, unions or excuse me, unions, but one of the, um, like a, the trade commission that really tries to stop the deal, it's going to make them look really bad, really bad. And uh, they'll, 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 they're going to do whatever they can concession wise and, and, and all these things to, to make sure that they don't look bad. They don't want to look bad. Lena Khan has had so many losses. She, you know, she needs a, a win or one she can consider or try and count as a win. So, and, and the deal to, tomorrow can really be the deciding factor. We could actually be days or weeks away from this thing being completely done or yeah, it could draw out longer, yeah. but it's uh, there is a possibility that this is wrapped up a lot sooner than we think. Well, I think we're in the final stretch. I think yes. it's safe to say that we are in the final stretch folks. I mean, obviously uh, you know, phases one and two have been uh, been done. Uh, the the concerns from the EU Commission and the uh, CMA are out there. The FTC is just basically sued to stop it, uh, and uh, they're 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 on the cusp of of getting the uh, of getting embarrassed once again uh, if the Supreme Court um, agrees with that uh, their tactics are illegal or or anti uh, uh, constitutional. 
uh, yeah, so there, there, that 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 decision regarding that uh, lawsuit against the FTC should be happening soon. Uh, and if and if and if they wind up losing it, is it is going to uh, potentially open the the floodgates? I, I will say this: uh, we've said this before. Uh, if the, if they can if they can garner a support uh, through concessions or remedies in the UK for the deal uh, by the by the e, the EU Commission, which they're meeting with tomorrow, and the and the CMA, uh, they're going to go forward with closing the deal. At that point, the FTC is going to either have to p- take the knee or uh, accept the concessions from, that Microsoft has offered these other two regulatory bodies. Or suit uh, or, or, or attempt to take them to federal court, which they will lose, and they know that they they, they know this is not a good thing. But but I want to plus I want to bring uh, bring you into the conversation. Mm-hmm. This is this is a big deal, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a big deal not because of the size of the union, not because uh, most unions, it's not all unions that are involved in the gaming aspect of making the games that we know and love, are for the deal. That is great. That has weight. It levies a great conversation of what it does for the workers. But I'm more interested to get your opinion on the weight of what this does for the industry. Because unions for game makers, not voice actors, mm-hmm. is has never found its way or its footing in this gaming industry. It's this is this is going to be monumental. Forget the size of the deal, Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Forget the fact that it's seventy billion. Forget that it's the biggest transaction in gaming history or in Microsoft's history, for that matter. What is going to happen is we're going to see the door not cracked open, but kicked wide open by the fact that Microsoft will recognize unions for the first time in gaming history. Mm-hmm. This is again this is a great this is another fantastic story for the human element but how big of a deal uh of seeing the UNI uh you know come out and make this statement uh, and they're for the deal. Well it's huge and and just as an example recently there was a lot of controversy over at Blizzard as far as the return to office space and with a lot of those uh, programmers and everything, they're they're not unionized. So allowing unions into that that aspect of it will now hopefully give them more options or at least bring more options to the table as far as whether it's remote work or or in-person work and things along those lines. But just in general, it's always been hard getting unions in the tech sector. And Microsoft, by allowing this, is going to help that aspect moving forward. Not that it's really twisting the arms of Apple and Google, but it will slowly but surely allow for more options in in these, um, you know, different development studios across the world, not just here in the in the U.S. So having that union backing is is a big step in and in itself. But also what Microsoft is doing is allowing for a lot more you know, people at the table when it comes to divvying up maybe the profit sharing or different options as far as either match 401k options or, or you know, uh, not remote days, but like time off and things along those lines. So it, it, it will hopefully help kind of self-correct the, the crunch culture that was prominent there. And I know crunch culture exists in many forms of employment, but it as one step that can help work towards you know either reducing it or eliminating it or 
or making it a little bit more reasonable where you're not having to sleep under your desk type of thing, that, that definitely opens up to, to more opportunities and, and better conversations between these companies going forward. So it's, it's, it's definitely going to help in a lot of aspects, although I know upper management will probably disagree to some extent, depending on where they're at. But um, I, I think it's big just in the tech sector itself. It, it's always been one of those where it's like, I won't say every man and woman for themselves, but kind of when it comes to, uh, you know, equal pay or fair pay and, and so forth. So it, it, it helps. And it's, it's something that, you know, over time probably should have happened many moons ago, but we do have still a lot of the, the old, uh, you know, frat boy, I guess you could say, uh, mentality or, or, or organizations running, um, you know, some of these studios. So it, it takes time to get these things kind of up to date or up to speed with, with the times and so forth, but definitely a big step forward. Hopefully these things get wrapped up here soon. Like I know a lot of us would like to see this APK deal put to bed and, you know, hopefully signed ink and done type of thing. So we can move on to bigger and better. And the next stories will be like, Hey, should true crimes come back or, Hey, what is Raven studio going to make other than call of duty? <laughs> so that that's what I'm kind of looking forward to, but uh, hopefully the regulators are able to see not just from the, uh, you know, gamer standpoint or the corporation standpoint, but, those involved, the, the basically the backbone, the workers, the employees, you know, their feedback in, in this whole matter as far as the deal is concerned as well. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, listen, one of the things I know you, you want to bring it into the gaming aspect when the the, uh, the CMA had did that survey, if you, mm -hmm. guys, if you guys remember, a couple of months ago, uh, where they got back 75% of positive things said about the deal. Uh, one of the little intricacies that were left out of that conversation wasn't that they got that from Xbox or uh, Xbox gamers specifically, folks. What they got that from were Call of Duty PlayStation gamers. Mm -hmm. But you didn't know that. Uh, and that's a fact. That has been confirmed, folks. Um, so obviously, if PlayStation gamers have no problem with the deal and they probably will or will not move over, because of game of uh, Call of Duty going to Game Pass again. I, I at the end of the day, folks, I will reiterate. I am. I think this deal does get through, go through. I don't think that it, it is illegal. I think that uh, Sony's claims that it is bad for the industry, i.e., bad for Sony because they don't have the marketing, is where this all stems from. I think that ultimately Jim Ryan will lose the bid. Uh, and he will sign a deal for 10 years because at that point, th 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 what more can Microsoft do? You're getting parity. We've heard that uh, that it has been offered into PlayStation Plus, and it's not going to be for free. Like I said, I, I've, I've been one of the first ones in the community to say, who cares that it's third, saves third party? I know that everyone's into exclusives, but what does it matter if you play on Xbox? Mm -hmm. Does it matter to you? Now, who cares that it's on PlayStation, Nintendo, Steam, and everywhere else? In a service, I, I don't care. I'm I'm getting it for my 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 monthly service fee of fifteen dollars a month. As long as I I'm, as long as I'm getting it, I hope that other play, other players get it. Um, but listen, we we, we spent thirty the opening thirty minutes here. We got to get into Redfall. Uh, this weekend, folks, uh, we saw that IGN had their uh, game fest, uh, and they had a couple of games in there. Uh, we learned that console. Uh, players are going to get a Diablo 4 beta. 
we learned the release date of Lies of P that's coming in August. That is very exciting, of course. That is a multi-plat, but also day and date into Xbox Game Pass, which is amazing. But I think one of the things that jump off the page specifically for this show is Redfall. Now, Redfall has gotten a lot, I mean, a lot of video time. We have seen all kinds of videos from the team making uh, Arcane, uh, you know, that's developing the game. We've seen a lot. Uh, Some people would even suggest that we've seen too much of it. But I got to be honest with you, folks. The more I see of Redfall, the more I believe this is going to be one of those games that if you are a real reviewer, if you are a real gamer, you will play this game and you will be giving this game high nines. Every time we see it, we see something different. We learn more about it. You know, there is literally so much going on in the open world uh, that it's like I said, I said in the opening, it gives me a significant amount of Far Cry vibes. Now, maybe that's not your bag and that's fine. It's my bag. I love Far Cry. I love the open world. I love looking at a map and seeing a gazillion things to do. It's why I'm enjoying Hogwarts so much, because outside of the main story, there's literally so much to do. That, you know, like I said, you, you, you like a Bethesda game. And of course, we're going to bring Skullsy in on the conversation. There's point A, there's point B, but somehow or another, you're going to find X, Y, and Z on your way to B. It's, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It is uh, what I was hoping for with this being just not another, you know, zombie, vampire, you know, dude, bro shooter. This looks like this is going to be something special. Skullsy, we, we got some more footage from IGN's event that happened over the weekend. Uh, we learned more story beats. We learned that each particular shop that you're going to be able to go into, if you are keen-eyed and you're, into, you're, you're interested in what happened to the town of Redfall before the vampires took over, before the sun was blacked out, the, the 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 amount of information is going to be there for you to discover. Uh, I thought it it showed even better. I watched it in 4K. It looked absolutely phenomenal. I think that this game is going to shine both in the single player aspect as well as the multiplayer aspect. Uh, what what are your, your 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 thoughts on what was shown? I mean, at this point, May's around the corner. I don't think that we see Redfall any further. I don't think we need to see Redfall any further. What were your takeaways from what was I shown at the IGN event? So that I I was excited for the game before it, it, the setting looked interesting. The just the gameplay flow and style looked cool, but. This recent IGN uh, gameplay actually sealed the deal for me. I'm I'm actually pretty hyped for this game, for the setting, for the story. They dropped a lot of just enough nuggets in that trailer that it left you kind of wanting to know more about the game already. Like wondering what's happening outside of Redfall. And, and they mentioned that there's different um, factions that are fighting each other. Uh, so I'm wondering if there's different vampire factions also fighting one another, as well as different human ones dotted throughout. The world just seems interesting. It seems like we can potentially have different avenues we want to take and how to deal with these factions. Maybe we have to choose which one we support. Maybe we don't support any of them. So already, all the questions that are just going through my head, 
I'm sure are going through other people's heads. So I, I actually think this this trailer was a knock out of the park. They they hit it correctly. They checked off all the boxes they needed to check off, and they showed more of the world because Arcane are known for making some pretty deep immersive games. So to have something that is a little bit different than what they've made in the past, something that is more of a co-op uh, shooter, but still have the arcane that we know and love baked into the game, I'm super hyped for it. I can't wait to play it. Um, I'm actually playing Borderlands now, and it's it's making me thirsty for co-op shooters. <laughs> so, uh, And that combined with what you said, Far Cry. I've loved Far Cry for, for a very long time. My cat is meowing and agreeing in the background, so sorry <laughs> if you can hear that. <laughs> but I'm actually one of the people that don't mind icons all over the map. I know there's a, there's a trend against that now to where people are like, oh, look, it's, look at this screenshot of a game map. There's too many icons. This sucks. Like, okay. Oh, that's a weird opinion, but sure. I actually like having multiple things to do, yep. things to check off, and I'm a I'm a completionist, so I like seeing those icons disappear. But no, I'm super hyped for Redfall. Um, in terms of the marketing, uh, it's an interesting one because it's kind of falling into the same window that we would assume Starfield's marketing uh, to be going down. Like a lot of people try to attach Starfield's potential marketing alongside Redfall's release date. So if we start seeing the marketing slow down for Redfall, I, I would expect us to at least get another trailer closer to release just to remind yeah. people about the game. Um, but if we do start seeing it slow down, we might see something Starfield related pop up yes. during that slow period. So, But Bethesda is knocking it out of the park. I mean, Hi-Fi Rush is, is an awesome universe. We have Redfall coming up, Starfield, and all this on, on Game Pass 2 is a huge boost to Xbox. So it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Uh, I walked away with uh, a lot of excitement. I was already excited for the game, and and what I what I what I expect because it's arcane is they traditionally know how to tell a single player a story driven title. Just just look at their pedigree. All you have to do is look at what they've done. Now, maybe, and I've said this before, I like like their last game didn't hit for me. It just, it just, it just didn't. Uh, I played it on the PlayStation Five. I played it on the on the Xbox uh, Series X, and it was great uh, for some extent. But it just, it didn't hit for me. This looks like it for me as a gamer. It checks so many boxes. Like I said, one of the things that I love doing, what I love about the Assassin's Creed uh, games, specifically um, Origins. Or the, the the one that followed it, uh, the, that came after it, uh, was my game of the year. Uh, it was uh, Odyssey was just phenomenal, um, and uh, it, it this even though it's two different developers, two different publishers, I get a lot of vibes that there is going to be. And again, there there are a lot of people, uh, Skullsy, that like to just go from A to B to C to D, done with it, and move on. And and that's the kind of game you are. I I hear you. I'm I'm more of the I want to explore everything. I want to find every weapon I could find. I want to upgrade my gear. I want to look in the nooks and crannies of corners that people just blow, that, that just blow by. Maybe you miss a boss. Maybe you miss some side content. Maybe you miss a side mission. I I, I don't like missing any of that stuff. So I will be taking my time in a specific area. That, for me, that's a 50-hour game, maybe more than that. And I'm probably going to play most of it in single player because, well, I'm selfish and that's all I really have the time for. And the fact that Arcane understands that this is... See, that's what I think is special here, Skullsy, is that this game is being made for two types of gamers in mind. It's not focusing on 
uh, you know, the one and done type of mentality, which if that's that's how I'm going to play, because I, I probably won't play it in multiplayer. But the fact that if you are a fan or someone who get, does community game nights, like Retri, for instance, or Noof Nukem, they love doing these community game nights. I'd love to be a part of it, but I only I'm only one boom. I only have so much time in a day. I love that they're going to give us the ability to enjoy the game from two perspectives, and both perspectives are going to levy an incredible potential game of the year contender. I'm I'm very excited for this. Uh, let, let's let's bring in us. Uh, let's, let's go in reverse order. We'll start with Crazy Lou. Crazy, obviously, you play a lot online. Uh, so maybe uh, you know Redfall for you. Maybe a game that you're like, you know what? I can't wait to get into the multiplayer aspect of this because I like gaming with my friends. I like hanging out on a Friday night or a Saturday night, and I'm just you know gaming for five six hours into the wee morning. And this is a great scary game. I mean, what did what did what jumped off the page for you at this IGN event over the weekend? I gotta say something though. I mean, I've been watching a lot of gameplay through about this game and just reading through a lot of stuff and how interesting the game is just keeps on getting and getting. I'm super happy, super hyped that it's actually a, a big open world game. And not only that, something that has me excited is that if you're gonna play a co-op, I mean, you don't have to be like like close to each other. You can go to something else. Untethered, else. yes, confirmed. Yes. yes. That that is something that has me super hyped up because I mean I got friends who love to play co-op games. I'm one of them. And get into that game, like, hey, why don't you go start doing this and I do this real fast and then we'll get together and do this big, this big boss fight, stuff like that. I mean, has me super excited. Also, something I noticed in the gameplay that I think it's it's gonna be 100 percent like that. If you down a vampire, right? If you have them down, if you don't stake them, you don't kill them. That's something I saw in the gameplay. I don't know if it's 100 percent true, but if it's like that, that's gonna be interesting because that means you're gonna have to have a lot of stakes in your hand to be catching and killing these vampires, you know. But hey, either that though, I'm hyped. The whole the detail, the graphics. I just love how you when you kill the vampire, it, how it disintegrates, like kind of like when you see the movie Blade. Man, yes. Just, Everything from that game, everything. Oh man, I cannot wait, man. I just can't wait for it to finally release. Really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm very I'm very excited for this. Uh I think that uh there's a lot to be said about this being one of the first big uh Xbox exclusives. Now, obviously that, that title is currently with Hi-Fi Rush. I think that if you again we're, we're early in the year, folks. We're we're mid February, right? We're at, today's the twentieth. We you know we still have eight days left in the month. But if you look at for first party, I'm talking about Nintendo, I'm talking about PlayStation, I'm talking about Xbox. Hi-Fi Rush is still reigning champion. Um, I don't know when and if that's going to change for Sony. We know Spider-Man is at the end of the year. We know that their first foray into exclusive content uh, for for Sony PlayStation Five uh, was not good. Uh, that uh, I, 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 I forget the name of it. Oh, um, the game that came out that was from Square, it didn't hit. Uh, it was actually quite terrible um, on many levels. Um, and Nintendo has not had a major release yet. I mean, well, Metroid Me- Metroid Prime Remake is. Is is a big one. I, I'll give. I'll tip the cap. Then that was a, also a shadow drop. But uh, this is going to be the next big one, I think, uh, from the from the three publishers. And I love the fact 
that we're going to get a chance to see Arcane with a new IP once again. Uh, it, it's just they, they, they just don't miss. So my excitement level is through the roof. You know what? Let me catch up on the Super Chats before we bring in uh, Fuzzy Belvedere. Uh, Gerald Mack, who's been a channel member for a year and made his debut on Kaysante's uh, um, uh, uh, podcast this Saturday, the Gaming Circle podcast. You did awesome, Gerald. Uh, no reason to be nervous. You're just hanging out with friends, and you rocked it. Uh, he drops a very generous $5 Super Chat. It says, shout out Double Barrel Gaming and the esteemed panel. Salute Mr. Boomstick, the hardest working man in podcasting, James Brown. Hey, that's very kind. I told my wife the other day. You said that on a Saturday show. I, I appreciate the compliment. That is, that is being that's being compared to one of the greats. So I, I'm incredibly uh, uh, grateful for that comment. Uh, Duty Paid has been a channel member for an entire year. Thanks so much for that. He drops a very generous two-pound super chat on the bright side. Drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, union members are voters. Elected officials oversee independent agencies. Private phone calls will be made asking the regulatory agencies to back off. Yes, that's I, I don't know how important in the EU and the UK that this uh, worldwide uh, uh, you know union is representing their uh, uh, heads or officials of government. Uh, I don't know because I'm 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 an American. I don't understand. I don't really know the intricacies of uh, U- European politics. I can say though, for here in the Americas, uh, Democrats specifically are backers of unions. Um, and when the unions speak, the Democrats have to listen because, like the like on the bright side, just said. They are voters. So I think there is a significant amount of political pressure that the unions push on to these uh, regulatory bodies. And like I said, I mean, you know, selfishly, I want the deal to go through. I I want to go through because I want my Game Pass subscription that is already killing it in 2023 to deliver even more content in 2024 and 25 and 26 and moving on to the, 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 the you know the the, the the you know the the 30s what, what however long game pass is going to be a part of gaming i want my dollar to be uh, spent and get the maximum for it uh, i don't see how anyone would have a problem with this deal i, I again if you're in a community and you feel that way i'm not going to argue with you but if you think that this deal is bad I'd like you to kind of make up the points because how, how is it bad for gaming if Sony is getting parity? If Sony is getting the game that Xbox gamers are getting it, why? Because it's not in your service. Oh, by the way, Microsoft said they'd put it in the PlayStation Plus. There's there should be no problem. If it's here in on Xbox and we get a day and date, SIE proper and Jim Ryan, well, they're going to have to drop the bag at Microsoft because that's what these deals are. And the problem, folks is they don't want to drop the bag. They want the bag dropped off of them because they're the market leader. They're arrogant. They're unapologetic. And that's the problem with Sony. They don't care. They, you know how you, you know how knows you, you want to know factual how Sony doesn't care about you as a gamer? They charge you $10 for a graphical upgrade and use of your dual uh, your, your dual sense. They charge publishers and and developers an a-hole tax in the in the form of crossplay. You have to pay to have your game crossplay. 
they went and raised the price of the console $50 because you're not going to say anything. You're going to say, you know what, charge me $50 more. Um, they raised game prices $10 on their games. Now, granted, yes, Microsoft has done that. But here's, here's one food for thought. And I don't mean to go off a tangent here, but if you think the game, if, if this deal is bad for gaming, here's another instance that Sony can give a flying F about you. MLB The Show is releasing into Game Pass day and date. You know where it's not releasing day and date? On PlayStation's $3 or more, $18 a month service. What does that say for you folks? That says that Sony can give a flying F. Uh, but uh, Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Let's bring this. And again, I'm sorry to go on a tangent. My wife says it all the time. I'm a little bit long-winded, but I, you know, I, I sometimes have to talk about it for context. Fuzzy, uh, Redfall continues to be uh, to show well. Uh, mm -hmm. The more the more it shows well, the more there are going to be some gamers that are on Playstations, that are on 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 Switches, that don't have an Xbox. They're going to look and say, you know, I got to get this game for PC or Xbox. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Hopefully they either have a Samsung TV, a, a decent enough laptop that can browse uh, the internet with Edge or at least a new Edge or a phone if they, if they don't mind the small screen or even if they have a plus size phone, um, you know, to at least give it a try. I mean, everybody talks about, oh, there's the dollar subscription thing for or sign up for Game Pass. It's like, yeah, that, that's hopefully, old. <laughs> hope, hopefully they didn't already use that up so they can give it a try, but it, it definitely shows well. I mean, being a looter shooter fan, it, it's a day one try for me. So that that that's a given. But for a lot of those that just don't have a, a Series X or a Series S, it, it's definitely worth at least giving it a try. I, I would say if you don't want to go full board and spend, you know, 300 or 500 on a console, there's the browsing option. You could do your $15 for the month and at least try it. And when you get hooked, then that's when you start looking at, well, should I get a Series X or Series S type of deal? But it, it's it's great that we have this this upcoming game coming. Well, I guess it's what May second or so that it's coming out, and every time it shows, it just looks that much more interesting. I, I just I hope I hope there's no more you know uh, you know gaming media fud <laughs> to to kind of muddy the waters. They already tried to down it because of the always online. Which show me a game that's a looter shooter today. 2020, even as far back as 2017, show me a looter shooter that isn't always online. You can't find yep. them. Destiny Not comes to mind, and that's online always. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> just pick, you can pick, pick your your flavor. There is again. I saw your post over the weekend about the uh, the, the the story, and again, that's you know shame on. Bethesda for not mm -hmm. getting out there quick enough. You know, this game was originally reported by many sites who didn't even change their <laughs> headlines. And what are we talking about? No disc coming yeah. in the physical version of Redfall. Well, that was obviously debunked quite quickly, but not quick enough right. by Bethesda. And, and see, the funny thing about it is, and, and I don't want to get off on a tangent too much either, but it's like, PC has been without discs since I can remember 2016. Like I think Doom is one of the last games, and they, and they, I think it's just because the the developers at ID wanted to have a physical version, but physical versions for PC games stopped existing in like 2011, 2012, 2013 range. But Doom's 2016 was one of the last physical copies you could buy on a PC, and and, and we're acting like. 
not having a disc is a is a detriment or something. It's like most of the time now, the game that you're going to play isn't on the disc fully. So the disc means nothing without an internet or connection to the internet. So one, the complaint about always online was silly, especially or the the not having the disc was silly because it's an always online game, which you had to connect to the internet anyway, which there's always a day one patch on just about every game that has existed in the past three years. So uh, outside of the, the the ridiculousness as far as people being angry over physical copies or, or always online, I, I, I get it. Some people want to have that, you know, piece of hardware in hand as far as the disc. But if you go and check, disconnect your console from the Internet and try to play that game. I can promise you, including PlayStation games, even as far back as PS4, there's not one game since 2015 that you could put in your PlayStation 4 or your Xbox One that plays completely offline and doesn't have an issue. But that's just me. So the whole nonsense about the online stuff is we lost that battle long ago. And the physical copy aspect, Halo was one of those where the entire game is not on disc. There's plenty of other games where that's the same thing, where if you were to go and try to play Destiny today with the disc that you buy at GameStop, good luck playing that game. But, you know, that that's that's my rant <laughs> on on the nonsense. No, on the back it, it, end, but, but, but uh, you know, but it's true, you know, to, to, to your point, folks. And, and this is why this is a conversational podcast is that as as content creators, I, I don't think anyone here over exaggerates for clicks the kind of bs that xbox gets you don't see the same kind of tenacity from the gaming community as more and even more so the gaming media mm-hmm. i mean at every turn folks and again this is this this is not you know you know uh, xbox crying tears of green this is this is the reality now if you choose to see what we see good on you for opening your eyes but if you want to keep your head in the sand and pretend that media bias doesn't exist, you are sadly mistaken. It is on display almost every day. Uh, like I said, I, I I don't know how much more Xbox actually needs to do to garner some positive. Uh, it, it almost seems to me, and please, you know, we have we have 425 people here. If I'm wrong, I'd be the first one to admit it. But it almost seems when you read some of these reviews or these. You know, you know these open ops about how Xbox is good or bad. Even when they're saying good things about Xbox, it almost seems like it's being done begrudgingly. Like they have, like, oh man, I gotta say something good about Xbox. God damn it, my day is ruined. That's how it looks like, dude. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, we're laughing, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Bobby. I, I was out. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I was going to say that I haven't heard a story about GT7 being always online in a while. So yeah. It, it's it's always all uh, bad news on Xbox. Good news, darn it! Can we post post another thing about batteries in the controller? Wait, fuzzy, fuzzy, isn't isn't GT Seven? Isn't that a Sony game? Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny, the, the funny I don't know. Somebody is, in chat was saying that you know Sony's games don't have to be online, but there's a few that do. The do your research is, before you comment, people. Yeah, I, I would. For these last two weeks, I was out. I mean, we, we got the, the whole Game Pass was affecting games. But what I loved when you open up the article, it was after 12 months. I was like, seriously? Was yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> and then you got the whole physical thing. I was like, what the hell is going on? Twitter was blowing up. But like, oh, you're not getting the physical CD. I was like, what? 
I mean, who the hell is gonna sell you a box and you open it up? What are you gonna get? Like a like a coat, like a little sticker code inside of it, or with the code in it? I mean, why are you gonna order a physical box with without a CD? Seriously. The last physical game I ever bought for console was Dragon Age Inquisition. Whenever that came out. And wow. this downloaded four gigabytes and it had a code where you downloaded the rest of the game. And this was way back in ancient times. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> the, the last game I bought was um, Battlefield Hardline physical. That's it. After that, no more. Don't physical. Yeah, before that, it was the original World of Warcraft for me. And then wow. I don't even remember. I get it. Discs, there, there are some people that like the physicality of, of collecting games. I, I, I get it. I used to be a part of that, that crew. Mm -hmm. Now it's, you, you, I mean, unless you have a mansion, there's just only so much space on your shelf that you got, folks. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm very excited for Redfall. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to bring Web Dave into the conversation, uh, and then we will move on to the, the third topic of the show. Dave, let, let's get your, your, your thoughts on this. This is, this is a game that I think that um, there has been a lot of buzz for. Um, some of the negativity that has been put out there with the no disc and the always online. I, I, I don't know why that exists outside of you know, a certain subset of journalistic supposed integrity uh, that's, that is supposed to be across the board is it's not coming onto their favorite platform mm -hmm. uh, and that Microsoft did something wrong. But again, it goes to this. It goes to the conversation. Microsoft bad, Xbox. I mean, Xbox bad, PlayStation good. I I think that the, I don't think they need to show the game any further. I think they have literally answered every question uh, that they could they, they, that has been asked specifically with the tethering. You could be on one side of the map, Dave. I could be on the other. I could say, Dave, I'm heading over to you right now, and we can meet in the middle. Uh, that's yep. awesome. That is that is tremendous. That is huge. Um, what 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 are what are your thoughts, and more importantly, your excitement levels for what was shown over the weekend? I think it looks I think it looks great. Um, some people are, are thinking that it's uh, you know it's going to bog down Game Pass a little bit because there's going to be so many people wanting to play it, and I think it's I think it's awesome. Microsoft is ready for that. I, I think that's it's going to be good. But almost every game maybe has a you know couple hours of you know adjusting and tweaking as the as the game starts to download and everything, but. Microsoft has been in the game quite a while now, so I think they've got this worked out. But the thing I'm looking forward to the most for me is going to be the multiplayer, the um, the um, co-op. That, to me, being able to jump online and say, you know, play with Boom for a while and Fuzzy, Crazy, Skullsy, you know, and just jump on and play for a little bit, even if it's an hour or so, but you're with your friends and you're <laughs> you're having fun and getting crazy, and you know, killing vampires. And all, to me, that's 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 the most fun in gaming, right there. Is when you can spend time and play and enjoy time with your friends. You know, that's that, to me that is the thing I'm looking forward to the most in this game. And that they have the, you know, the tethered part un unleashed, as it were. You know, no restraints. That's can't wait to try that out. That is what I'm looking forward to the most. And that trailer has got me hyped for that the most. So, boom, get ready for an invite when the game comes out. Yeah, no, I, I, I like I said, I, whenever I can get down and play, uh, I will be more than happy to oblige because uh, like playing with others is great, especially playing with people from the community is a lot of fun. Uh, I did it with Titanfall too, a lot. I did it with Halo Infinite a lot. Uh, but again, it's just it's one of those things that's just there's only so much time in the day 
Uh, real quick before we move on to a, a, a another spicy topic, folks. Uh, I got to catch up with the super chats. Been quite a few of them. Uh, we have uh, on the bright side. Um, Drops a $5 super chat. I, I don't know if I read this before. Union members are voters. Elected officials oversee independent agencies. Private phone calls will be made. Yeah, I did, in fact, read that. So thanks so much for that uh, generous $5 super chat on the bright side. Highlander001, who's been a channel member for six months, drops a very generous $10 super chat. and says, afternoon, Mr. Boom and panel. Sony and Jim Ryan, Ryan uh, fighting the ABK deal uh, Jason given Sony and Jim Ryan a black eye. Phil Spencer may be nice, but Satya Nadal is, pre- is petty and will lock uh, look to hurt Jim Ryan. I, look, we know that there's there's only so much pushback that you can do before you start burning bridges. If you're Sony, I'm sorry. I I, I just think that they there are some ramifications outside what regardless of whether this deal goes goes through or it doesn't go through um i think that there are uh some ramifications that the scorched earth mentality that was on display by jim ryan and sie is is not the way it should have went down uh i i understand they're looking out for the best interest of playstation it's a business folks let's put that forward i understand what jim ryan is doing but the walking into court with crutches to, to, to play this victim as if somehow or another your bully see this is this is the, the what 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 is happening the, the, the most simplistic form of the way I can describe Microsoft or Xbox versus PlayStation for the ABK deal is this Sony is and has been for decades the bully at their high school right what they say gets done because they're the bully. They're the most loudest. They're the most uh the biggest one in the yard, right? And what they when they move, people move with them. That's happening right now. And I'm not saying Microsoft is the small guy, because they're not. They're a bigger, much bigger, much bigger company than Sony in uh, you know, you know, SIE. But I'm talking about Xbox. And what what we have seen happen, what you've seen on many YouTube videos, is there's that bully, and they're pounding on the little guy. And what happens is that little guy does something because they're backed into a corner that picks up the bully, slams him on the ground, and breaks his arm in four places. And then the following day, the bully is sitting with the parents. How did you let this happen to my kid? How could you? But yet that bully's been able to run rampant for decades, unopposed by anybody within the industry, more specifically, even like the regulators. Like the CMA has to know, the EU has to know that my that 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 Xbox has less than 30% of the market, maybe even in some regions, less than 20%. They have to know that Sony is sitting damn near 70% of the market share. In those regions, it's it's numbers, folks. You you can change, you can you can you know argue about opinions, but you can't argue the numbers, right? There's there's got to be something so easy to just type in where Sony's marketplace for with these regulators. That's what's happening here. They don't want to have anyone challenge what they have been doing for decades, and yep. that's where Microsoft comes in. And uh, what does Sadia say? So if this is about competition. 
Uh, let us have competition. Have competition, indeed. So th there you go. In fact, we're going to get into what's happening uh, uh, in a second. Highlander. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I read that one. Highlander. Thank you for the generosity, brother. S uh, Satnist drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Elden Ring one year anniversary event soon. DLC drop potentially. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be some DLC drop for that, and that's going to be good because I'll definitely be playing that." A gamer by choice who's been a channel member for wow two years, dude. Thank you so much for the uh, support of the channel. He drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Thank you for always producing great content." That's very kind of you to say. I'm glad that you are enjoying it. Um, Scolzi, I want to I want to get into uh, one of the more um, stout topics. Uh, now we have learned that the FTC has awarded Sony an additional extension now this is extension number four uh and the extension is uh on the request of what appears to be a significant amount of documents that xbox is looking to bring into the conversation when it comes to what sony does behind the scenes how some of their top tier uh um, executives are paid through bonuses to keep games off of Xbox and on PlayStation as either exclusives, whether they're full exclusives or timed exclusives. Now, we all know, folks, that this is going on. This is breaking news, folks. Another PlayStation exclusive. You know, it happens. And it's been happening for decades. Uh, and it's happening more so... It happened in a big way for the PlayStation 4 generation. It's happening right now with games uh like final fantasy 16 final fantasy 7 there's been a there's been a ton of them uh that you could just get out there and say yeah it's playstation exclusive we don't know it's never coming to xbox a perfect example of a game that's not out yet silent hill 2 remake never coming to xbox and that's a that's a big title that's a big big get for uh sie uh because listen who doesn't like silent hill and if you like resident evil you probably like silent hill and and to be quite frank and I've said this before, Silent Hill 2, pinnacle, pinnacle release in the entire series. Like, that is what put it on the map. Silent Hill 1 was great. Silent Hill 2, way, a big step up. Same thing for, like, Resident Evil 1 versus Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 1, fantastic. Incredible experience, right? But Resident Evil 2, pinnacle literally the pinnacle of the of the series that's where this playstation 5 exclusive now lies it's never coming to xbox uh Scalzi, we have learned that uh the ftc who is awaiting these documents has allowed for a fourth postponement now i don't know i mean i think i think it's in in, in the most simplistic way possible sony is hoping that they can hold out until the deal gets blocked or approved so people don't see their dirty laundry, right? We, we, we all know, right? We know what they're doing. But once this goes to court, it becomes public knowledge, which means that, that all of Sony's dirty, filthy dealings and their, their, their uh, anti-Xbox contracts and anti-Xbox Game Pass contracts will be out there for all of us to read. They don't want that. These are, these, these are deep, dark... Uh, corporate secrets that Microsoft has called into question and they have every right to do it. My question to you isn't the ramifications 
of, of this information coming out. My question to you specifically is what do you want to see happen when these documents hit the interwebs? I just hope they actually hit. Um, and I think they will because I'm pretty sure Microsoft knows all this too. Uh, they, they're probably almost excited for these documents to be public as they are to get the ABK, ABK deal finalized. Um, I hope that this can actually, uh, this is probably my personal hope more, more than a professional one, but my personal hope is I hope this can put the muzzle on a lot of the, the loud negative uh, people out there who are consistently always looking for something negative to say about Xbox or about anything really, because it just gets pretty fatiguing to go on a Twitter, to look, to try to get excited for something, look up some interesting things that are trending and just keep scrolling past these, these just negative, just pointless comments that 90% of the time have no factual basis. So I hope this can put the muzzle on all that and shut a lot of those people up. <laughs> but also, I hope that this can actually be a more positive change for the entire industry as a whole, because you, you could pick and choose any industry out there, gaming, uh, pharmaceuticals, maybe probably even agriculture. There, there's always some gray area dealings going on somewhere. And well, not all of it is inherently bad. Some of it's just bypassing what otherwise would be pointless clerical 500 page things you got to fill out. At the end of the day, this isn't good for the gamer to have some sort of um, payment, some sort of bonus to keep games out of other people's hands. Uh, for me, I've never been a fan of exclusivity. Um, I say this and I'm an Xbox fan and I, I acknowledge it's good for, for Xbox to have Bethesda exclusivity and potential ABK exclusivity. I acknowledge that from a business and professional perspective, but as a gamer, I don't like people to be locked away from a gaming experience or playing a game with their friends because they choose to have a different piece of plastic that they play their games on. And, and to round this back to Sony, they've been one of those studios holding people back the most. They, they, they've perhaps been the biggest roadblock to gaming experiences in the gaming industry forever, almost. Um, People can probably point a finger at Nintendo, but Nintendo's always been Nintendo. They've they've never tried to walk the line towards anything beyond just being Nintendo and on their own island. But but Sony are actively paying people bonuses to prevent games from going anywhere near Xbox. To me, that just seems a little insane. It seems like they're taking any type of of shady thing they can do to keep games out of Xbox to, to keep their games exclusive to them that they can, that they can do. And at the same time, um, to wrap my, my thoughts up, they're doing this on, on the most hollow egotistical glass thrown ever because they've been burning bridges for a long time to, to bring up the, your point right now. Call of Duty's generally had a good relationship with, with Sony for a while, uh, no matter how this deal goes, that's done. That's never going to happen again. And even years ago, Bethesda was threatening Sony because Sony was holding back crossplay, and Bethesda wanted their their games to be crossplay so people can play with other, you know, gaming uh, in the gaming console community, so they can play with their friends who have a different console than them, and et cetera. Uh, they're they're threatening to pull some future Bethesda titles off the Sony platform years ago before this deal was even probably on in the in the thoughts of, of the, the executives. So, so Sony is definitely burning bridges here. That's, that's 100% done. And when these, when this, uh, these documents release, I don't know how many extensions they can have. Generally it's around five in these types of things, but when these documents release, it's, it's, they're, they're scrambling right now. They're in chaos yeah. mode, probably in their offices, trying to come up with, um, 
with not defense plans, but trying to <laughs> damage control as much as they can and have preventative measures. And it's, you know, I, I'm kind of almost worried what kind of things they will try next to prevent this from happening. But at the end of the day, it's court order. They have to provide the documents. They'll have to come out at some point in time unless Sony finds some loophole somewhere. And they're probably paying their lawyers overtime to do so. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I listen, I, I will say this. Uh, there, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, folks. I'm just, you know, regular person just like you. Um, there, there is something to be said about s- s- watching a corporation stall to give documents. Now, I, I get it from a corporate espionage kind of a, if you really want to put on the tinfoil hat and say, oh, all of our secrets are going to be out there for everyone to see. But I, I, I think Sony's their, their arrogance, Skullsy, is so on the cuff, so on the sleeve that they they have they have this I don't give an F attitude. We're the market leader. When I pull the head left, you're going to move left. Otherwise, you're going to be out. How many how many journalists have we heard come out and say, yeah, we didn't give them a good review and we're not getting copies anymore. We're not getting any correspondence from SIE or from PlayStation because they're the market leader. They are, again, I say this all the time, where they move, people move. And that's a problem. Now, is Microsoft ever going to be in that position? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I still think even after the deal, if Microsoft is able to get to second, you know, maybe maybe ten years from now they get to first place. Maybe because the inherent value with you know EA Play and all of Activision's content and Ubisoft Plus and all of Microsoft's first party just hits and hits and hits and hits. People are, at some point are going to be like, "Well, I can't ignore them anymore because, geez, it's just too good of a service not to be a part of." Um, but Sony has done for decades, Skullsy, whatever they see fit. And if you think that's not true, again, go looking for the numbers. They're the market leader for a reason. There are, I mean, the, the amount of content that is locked behind, and again, I, I get it. It's a business, folks. I'm not a boob. I understand that you gotta you got to maintain your market leadership. How do you do that? Well, you make sure that you're coming out with incredible content, which they are on a regular basis. Say what you want about their first party games. Maybe they're not your bag. I hear you. They're my bag. And that's why I have a PlayStation 5. Um, but they not only have great first party content, they hold back through deals because people want to be on their console because they're the market leader. So it is a two way street. But you got to understand that they are they do some underhanded stuff and we may we may th- their dirty laundry may be aired and i i'm all for it i can't wait for it. it's going to make for great podcasting to be honest with you um crazy lou gaming what what are you hoping for for D- sony's dirty, dirty laundry to unveil or be revealed if you will man i mean we already saw some stuff i mean like like for example we were looking at um they showed these days what was actually going through between um, Activision Blizz, Call of Duty, and all that stuff. I mean, we noticed something that actually made me think a lot of stuff. I don't think Sony actually wants the competition. What Sony actually, I think, is, is thinking about is all the money they're actually making from this game. And when I read about this, I was like, whoa, I even posted it on my Twitter. I was like, no wonder 
these guys are trying to stop the ABK deal because just the way they're making their money through the Call of Duty game, it's insane. I mean, wow. They they when the game sells, they make more money off of it. They got like a I I I read through it. I was like, man, how much stuff they're getting just from this game? And I can't imagine how much stuff they can get from other games too. Because seriously, it's insane how much money they are making just by that one game and all the stuff they get from that game. I can't imagine how what they can do with Catcom, what they're doing with, with um Square right now, because since they got Square locked down, and man, if Microsoft keeps revealing all that stuff, which is which we know they're gonna keep on revealing, we know we're gonna they're gonna keep on showing because hey, um Sony. If you guys are looking to stop this deal, looking for ways, Microsoft is gonna just gonna keep on throwing stuff out there, which they got their proof. They got everything right there. And not only that, not only Microsoft, Bobby Kotick is also gonna give them is gonna feed them more stuff because that's another person that wants the deal to go through. So yeah, pretty much we just we're looking at uh, at something that we, we might say it's the beginning of, of the list of things they're gonna show. But if nothing like gets caught, like what's what's the word? Um um is it concrete? No, concrete. Um, I forgot what's the word. Evidence. Like if, not evidence. Like if nothing gets um, like over the meeting that we're, they're, they're gonna have the meeting tomorrow, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. Yeah, with the, with not, the EU Commission, correct. With the EU Commission, if nothing gets sealed tomorrow, you know, if it gets, doesn't get sealed, doesn't proceed. I mean, we're gonna see a whole bunch of things they're gonna throw out there. I guess so and all that stuff. They're gonna see a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Now, I mean, listen, it's it's again, it's. We'll know they they have until March first, which is in uh, two weeks. A little well, not not fully two weeks, in, in over a week. Uh, we'll know today the twentieth. The month ends on the twenty eighth, so we have by March first nine days to uh, deliver uh, what what is expected to cost Sony two million dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, in 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 getting all this documentation, and you know what? That's that's well, you're, that's life. You know what can I tell you? Um, yeah, they you know. they asked they asked for it. I mean, they they they've been looking and they've been trying to push this all the way. Microsoft says, "Hey, you got to show us proof." Then come on, show it. Yeah, you know? they asked for it, so are they going to have to pay up or sit down and seal the deal? That's what I have to do. Well, I mean, look, I'll put it to this way. If you, if, uh, before I bring in, uh, Web Dave, who is our money guy, uh, I got some stats in front of me because, like I said, you can argue, uh, opinions all day long, but you can't argue the numbers, uh, Dave, uh, oh. and why this deal is important, uh, and is majorly important to Xbox is simply because of this. Uh, this was an article pulled from Tweaktown. Uh, it was posted on Halloween of last year. And a couple of interesting uh, factoids. Sony has confirmed that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is the biggest PlayStation Store launch in franchise history. Um, just, I mean, just, just take that for, for just what it's worth. It is literally the biggest Call of Last year's Call of Duty is the biggest Call of Duty in the history of the franchise for PlayStation. Uh, and it says it goes on to say Modern Warfare 2 has broken a new sales record for PlayStation, and the game made the largest PlayStation debut in Call of Duty history. Think about that for a second, folks. Last year's Call of Duty, which was phenomenal, which is a remake, PS by the way, uh, made the biggest splash on PlayStation in the history of the franchise. This is clearly what why uh, both companies care so much about this uh and uh obviously you know listen say what you want about it they still have marketing rights this year and next year and after that that's all she wrote 
Uh, and you could see a role's reversal. How much of a role's reversal, I'm not sure. But I know that if Sony wants this, uh, you know, the, 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 the Sony wanted this IP to remain on their platform, well, they're going to get it for a decade. Uh, and we know that they have done some pretty egregious deals, Dave, behind the scenes for you as someone that is a podcast, you're a content creator. You, what, what are you hoping to come out into the public space about Sony's deals? If, if, if they come to March 1st and they have to produce these documents to the FTC to help Microsoft's case against them. Okay. Um, Three things. Um, one, uh, for them, um, we it's, we don't really need to see it. Would we like to see it? Yes. Yes. Sony doesn't want it to be seen for a reason. Right. Right now, we believe, from what some insiders have been kind of leaking out, that's a possibility that, that, uh, that Sony is now talking to... Microsoft. So if that is actually the deal that they are talking, we don't know the particulars, so I'm not even going to pretend to go there. But Sony's new kicking the can <laughs> down the street a little further is one of two things. It's they're trying to buy themselves a little more time to get themselves what they feel like is the best position for Sony with the inevitable outcome that's going to happen with the deal going through. Because financially, they still they still want to be able to make as much money off COD and other aspects as long as they can. They will try and probably put up as big a wall as what Microsoft will agree with, as far as before like Call of Duty can actually come to Game Pass. It definitely won't be coming to Game Pass, at least the newest content for the next couple of years, period, because of the current you know uh, deals that they have in place with ABK. So, but can they try and extend that just a little bit further to help cushion them? They may. Microsoft, if they're smart, won't go for that because they really don't need to. Um, they can still have content parity where it's on everything. But as far as the making it look like Call of Duty is the Sony big be-all, end-all, and if you don't have a Sony product, then you're not playing COD because that's the way a lot of people look at it now. And that's why they've become the preferred console. That's why they're the market leader is because they've positioned themselves to look like the only place to get the best is to come to a Sony game console. That's what somebody in chat mentioned. That's what they did with uh, the Hogwarts legacy with the exclusive shop that they have. That's only available for the first year. If you buy the Sony version of the game, and if you saw like the last time they were at CES, um, they had like the, the big titles up there, Red and Rock. And then what was the next title beside it? They had it, the Hogwarts Legacy, like it was their own game, even though it's it's you know it's third party and it's on other platforms from the way they were presenting it, and that was their right to do, they want to make it seem like it's only available here. Well, it is exclusively that one level but it's all in the wording and the way they present it. I mean, it, it is a business. It's all about money and making money. And they, they do not want to concede anything to any other gaming company. They want to continue to stay in the position they're at for a long time to come. And even with this deal, when it's done, 
they're not going to lose their first position over time. That is definitely a possibility that, that, that with these deals, because that's the reason Microsoft is doing these deals is they want to get up the f- further up the ladder. They want to become maybe second place. And eventually they want to become the market leader. If you're not trying to be market leader, why are you in the game to begin with? You know, you want to be the best and you want to make the most money. And that's the whole reason. I mean, we all love games. You, me, Skullzy, Fuzzy, Crazy. We all love games. And Phil and a lot of people at Microsoft, they love games. There's a lot of people corporate-wise at Microsoft and at Sony. They love games because they make them money. And that is the bottom line. It's all about making the money for their shareholders. And they have to take an account and they have to look at that. So there's some things that Jim has done that we think are shady and I and, and, and it's like not always truthful. But from, from him, he's trying to make it his truth because he wants to keep his job by keeping his yep. what you know, he his business as, as far up the food chain as possible. Yeah. So that's that's and that's and that's to me, that's the bottom line is that it's it is about the money for all these corporations. And and, and but with that the consumers benefit from that. If there actually is pure competition and if the playing field is a little more even, then you're going to see even more great stuff come out of Sony because they're going to have to start hustling even more to get more great content out there. And who wins? Everybody that's a gamer. Everybody. So, and one last thing I want to say, boom, is there was a super chat from Highlander. I re-put it back in there for you. Okay, let me get that. It, 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 It looks exactly like the other one almost. But because he mentions Phil Spencer and oh, okay. Satya in the same one, but it's a different different chat. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get to it right now. Uh, we are, uh, Highlander Double One drops an additional very generous five dollars super chat and says Phil Spencer is the is the nice guy. Satya Nadala is more like Robert De Niro from The Untouchables, <laughs> but the same uh, but sane and more controlled will not end well for Sony. And uh, before we get everyone out of here, we got to get Fuzzy Bovedeer's uh, opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I, I have the I have the first file document in front of me, uh, and I get the information from Axios from Stephen Tatillo, uh, the uh, owner creator of Axios.com, uh, and it was originally filed on the twelfth of January. Now we're going into March. That is about seven weeks before it's all said and done, uh, and I think at some point. It's safe to say, Fuzzy, that the judge overseeing the FTC versus Microsoft case is going to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. He is going to tell them, "Listen, enough is enough." Uh, if you, if you, because uh, like I said, for me, it, it happened for me in a case. And again, I, I, I'm a former New York City police officer. I think everyone knows that by now. Uh, and one of the many cases I was involved in, specifically with trial, uh, the uh, one of the, one of the defense attorneys. Uh, kept postponing, 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 and what happens? That holds up that you know the 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 purpose out. He's 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 probably you know been given bail, and he's out there, and maybe they're doing more crimes. I I couldn't tell you, <laughs> but all I can tell you is that the judge on the fourth one told the defense attorney that if you ask me again for another postponement, I will hold you in contempt of court. That could <laughs> possibly happen, uh, and I I don't know if if that would happen on this level. Uh, of where the FTC is, but at some point, Sony is going to have to answer and deliver what is being requested by law of them. Um, for you personally, hearing everyone's opinion so far, what, what are you actually hoping 
to see fuzzy oh me being the curious one i i I want to see some of the uh, contract details as far as the cross-play tax and things like that and and how often they've asked for or switched from a one-year to a two-year exclusivity, uh, uh, you know, wording in the contract and stuff. And, you know, which contracts have the exclude Game Pass or, or other streaming services if possible. I mean, that's just me being, I guess, selfish to some extent and, and curious at the same time. But um, I, I, I think... Like you said, at, at this point, I want to see the judge kind of ring things in and be like, hey, let's let's get get this case settled or or done here and, and stop delaying, which sure, it costs some money. But it's it's always one of those things where somebody has access to the documentation. It's just a matter of organizing it and having, you know, what they're going to bring to court based on what was subpoenaed. But it, it just seems obvious to me more so than, you know, uh, than it being an inconvenience for them. It's that they don't want whatever's on these documents to be seen by, you know, the regulators, let alone the public type of deal. I mean, some of it is core, you know, internal uh, operational stuff and things along those lines, but their contract stuff, which that exposed can put them in a weaker negotiating uh, aspect considering, you know, the deals they made with Square might not be the same type of deals they made with Capcom, which means Capcom will be like, screw you guys, we want more money next time you, you ask for an exclusive or vice versa. Square might, you know, be able to ask more for, you know, the, out of the contracts and things. So not that I want to see their their world crumble as far as Sony with their their you know, backdoor tactics and whatnot, but just to have it out there in the open, at least in the, in the court setting. So that way we can hopefully get this ABK deal wrapped up here sooner rather than later. It would be uh, uh, one of the things I would love to see, but you know, I wouldn't mind seeing the, the, you know, cross play tax and some of the other, you know, nonsense that they pull <laughs> exposed for, uh, for a lot of the uh, gaming media sites to say absolutely nothing about. No, I'm just kidding. Just no, 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 no. Listen, no, I, I, I want to jump in before we get to outros, get everyone out of here. Uh, folks, this is going to be a great week for gaming. Uh, great, a great week for podcasting. Uh, Double Brow Gaming is going to have you covered. Uh, obviously, if you find the channel for the first time, I, I would ask that you consider subscribing. Uh, we are pinch, folks. We're pinch of uh, just a little over 200 away from 12K. It would mean the world for us to get that. Obviously, we have some lofty goals. We'd love to finish off at 15K at the end of 2023. I don't know if we can hit that high, that high mark. I don't know, but we're certainly going to give it the old college effort. Uh, and in closing, for me personally, uh, that that's that's the nail uh, that, 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 you hit, that you hit right on the head. Uh, I am hoping that all of Sony's filthy and dirty laundry is on display because I I, I really want to see once it's out there in the ether for us to digest as a community. I want to see how the gaming sites are going to try and defend it, and I know the, how it's going to be played. Oh well, you know it's just Sony doing business, you know, and you know they have to maintain their market lead. I, I I'm again I say this all the time. I'm not a boob. I understand business, but you cannot limp into court with crutches. Uh, and say that uh, Microsoft is the big bad because they have money. And Microsoft, yes, I get it. Microsoft's Xbox. Xbox is Microsoft. My, you know, uh, one is PC, one is console. I, I, I get, I, I get all of that. There's, there's no denying 
that they are the market leader. But let's get everyone out of here. Start first with Scalzi TV. Uh, brother, thanks so much for joining us, spending 90 minutes uh, talking about each and everything, you know, of the three topics we got into. Sell your brand, brother. Talk about where people can get the best and latest and greatest information on Bethesda. And more importantly, tell the world that you're working with former Bethesda developers on your own game, which is as amazing. Talk about it. Yeah, so thank you again for inviting me on. Always a great time. One of the best podcasts out there my favorite personally make sure everybody likes and subscribes for all the awesome content but if you're interested in what i got going on i cover bethesda games rpgs that kind of stuff over at skullzy uh youtube slash skullzy is the correct one my bad <laughs> and also if you are interested in bethesda and the elder scrolls i'm working with the original founders and creators of the elder scrolls universe on a new game of our own a new massive open world rpg called the wayward realms you can check us out at oncelostgames.com Thanks again, and thank you to the rest of the panel as well. You guys are awesome. Ah, brother, thank you so much. And can't wait to see some information and uh, you know about the game you're working on. And of course, keeping it, uh, keeping us up to date with all the hot. Uh, I would imagine that we should, hopefully we'll get some Starfield, uh, you know, some uh, some stuff soon. And I know if, if any if if there's anyone to go to that is going to give you the information first, it's going to be Skullzy TV. Thanks so much for being here, Crazy Lou Gaming. Uh, one of the uh, voices of the Xbox International podcast, Sell Your Brand, brother. Talk about where everyone can check that out on a weekly basis and, more importantly, find you on social media. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Crazy Louis Gaming, where I say good morning and do all sorts of crazy stuff. And also, you can find me here Mondays, 12 at noon, the Xbox Lunch Big Special, hanging out with you guys. And last but not least, the Xbox International Podcast, which is on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. ET with Silent Cypher, The Big Plume, and Sablo. And hey, guys, we are short of 118 to reach 1,000 subscribers. Nice. So please yeah, we subscribe gotta get, we gotta... and hit that like button. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a nice push for you, Dave and, and Fuzzy. Love to see you guys all hit 1K this year. Uh, I think it's, it's well-deserved. And we're gonna we're gonna help you uh, do that, which which uh, something that uh, Mrs. Boom and I enjoy doing, helping others is why one of the pinnacle aspects of the channels is uh, not only you know trying to grow the channel ourselves uh, for obvious reasons, but we want to see other others uh, grow with us and bring and, and bring them up as well. So yeah, we'll we'll help you uh, get. I mean, folks, if you're I mean we have 355 people here. It, Subscribe to the Xbox International Podcast. Drop that into the, uh, the 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 chat so people can head over there and subscribe. And if you somehow miss it, uh, you can go right to uh, the the about page of this particular show, and it'll tell you all and have all the all the uh, the links for you to click and uh, subscribe to their channels. And speaking of subscribing to their channels, one of the best places for one on one interviews. Is look no further than Web Dave's. Dave, thanks so much. Uh, did you drop one today? And if not, who's next? I did not uh, get to drop one uh, today um, because we had a last minute uh, cancellation because he had to take care of some family business and family first. That's the way life goes. So, but I but I do have that rescheduled, and I do have another uh, interview too getting ready to come up. So I will have a couple in the can, so that'll get me through another couple of weeks. But yeah, nice. but uh, but so an interview today that's okay it was a holiday for me yay bank holidays i gotta love them but um but i'll tell you um we do uh me and uh, retry are doing this uh, gamers council live uh on uh, sundays at uh 6 p.m uh central standard time and our second show we under the belt uh it's it's basically 
we start off with the topic and then we bring in the chat and you know that kind of dictates the show and how things are going and next week uh, we're going to have our first guest on the show we're going to have the wandering dutch who's going nice. to be on there big, so that kind of gives another perspective yeah so it's pretty exciting and uh thank you so much boom for everything you do and uh thanks to everybody here at the community and also in the chat chat was on fire today thank you guys for being here appreciate you thank you brother definitely appreciate that and go check go subscribe to web dave as well let's help Thanks. him get past 1k it is a big deal he does great interviews he's interviewed all the all of the community that we currently that we that we all listen to as well as some big ones uh so look forward for more of that and last and no way least fuzzy belvedere sell your brand brother talk about the best place for anything and everything racing and where can people reach out to you on social media oh it was awesome being on here with you guys and always awesome when we have a special guest like Skullzy on here always love hearing his takes and, and perspectives on things uh man just a lot of gaming uh news and and stuff coming up and man i'm still looking forward to forza fingers crossed it's still here in the first half but you know if not so be it but for all those that are interested in any of my rambles on anything gaming just follow me on twitter at fuzzy underscore belvedere same thing on youtube uh you can also find me on fsp later tonight on the fun speculation uh channel at 10 p.m eastern standard time and then look forward to seeing you guys here on this channel, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Breakfast with Boom. Hope to see you there. Thanks, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for all of the support through channel membership as well as the Super Chats that continue to come in. Definitely appreciate that. They do allow for us to do the big giveaways. And we do have a couple of ones coming up and some that are unannounced that we are putting together as we speak. And, of course, a big shout out to the chat. Uh, there would not be uh, an Xbox lunch break special if the, the show in the channel wasn't growing. Uh, I'm happy and honored to do this five days a week. I have a lot of fun doing it. A big thank you to all the panel members that are here each and every week. Skullsy for guesting, taking time away from his own business and his own channel to hang out with us for 90 minutes. Uh, again, if you are finding the channel for the first time, please consider subscribing. If you are still here and there are 325 people here, please, for the love of Joe, hit the like button and of course i'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids and he would say craig treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules son i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the xbox lunch break special <laughs>